Hi, this is Chanda Rubin, and you're listening to Brothers on Tennis. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we completed the Australian Open. Ah, man. Yay, Yay, that's right. Put your hands (laughs) together. I mean... Talk about a feat, man. I mean, Bryce, it was it, it took a lot to make this Grand Slam happen. And uh, I, I feel personally that it was worth it. How do you feel? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just the fact that we didn't have 20 or 30 people coming down with the Rona uh, for trying to play this event, uh, you know, was a huge success. And, and here's the thing. We've now had three of the majors successfully hold their tournaments during this period. And so um, even like with Wimbledon, who, you know, they've not done it yet, they've got the blueprint. That's right. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's it's out there how to be able to hold these tournaments safely during this time period. So props to Craig Tiley and, and Tennis Australia and and the, the residents of Victoria Yes, uh, because you know, you know, they were involved as well. Um, it, it, hey, it, I think they did an amazing job. I have to agree with you, my brother. And like you said, there's a, there's a, you know, you got the template out there now, so no, no one else should have any, uh, any issues or concerns. And hopefully, fingers crossed, with this pandemic, we will only be in a more improved state when the other Grand Slams begin uh, coming up here in our uh, late spring and early summer. So, whew. but man, it was a great tournament and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to us doing our, our post, uh, our post review of what all transpired um, just really quickly for those who are listening to this particular podcast. Uh, we are recording this on Locker Room. Locker Room is the live audio social network for any and all sports fans. So if you don't know about it, do a little bit of research, get that Locker Room app. It's a great way to interact with other sports fans, similar to what we are doing here. We have folks down uh, basically in our uh, audience area, and uh, we'll be bringing them up later to interact with us. So it's really a great way uh, for sports fans to interact. So get on. It's on in the iTunes or I, I, uh, Apple, I, Apple Store, excuse me. Uh, so get out there and download it and come join us. We would love to have you and love talking about the sport of tennis, which is what we're here to do. Right, Bryce? That is what we're doing. There you go, man. So, Bryce, where do we want to start as it relates to this Australian Open recap, man? <laughs> I, I, I tell you where I want to start. <laughs> I want to start with the commentators. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Let's get it. I have officially designated the ESPN commentators as the B team to the tennis team <laughs> commentators. Yeah. With, look, for those of you that have been following us, you know, since the beginning, way back in the day, I got my bust on Patrick McEnroe. I, you know, yes, you and, did. And I felt bad after we met him at the U.S. Open. He liked the whole Brothers on Tennis brand and all that. I'm like, oh, man, right. I, I busted on Pat. But <laughs> in all honesty, when Patrick McEnroe becomes like your favorite commentator on, <laughs> on ESPN, <laughs> I'm telling you what, John McEnroe was getting on my nerves. Yeah. Brad Gilbert was really getting on my nerves. Darren Cahill was getting on my nerves. 
Pam Shriver was getting on my nerves. Uh, I don't know that Mary Jo Fernandez got on my nerves. I just don't think she said no, enough I, I to love, get on my on, on my nerves. Oh, I love Mary Jo. She's about oh. the only one. Oh, her my Chris, goodness. Her and Chris McHenry. Uh, what's his name? Chris Fowler. Oh, yeah. yeah. He got on my nerves. I just, I have never felt so moved to turn the volume down <laughs> and watch a tennis match. I mean, we even... We even got a message. I don't know if you saw it in our inbox. We got a message from Leslie Allen. She was so through with the commentators. She was like, we need you guys to be on there and commentate. How can we make that happen? Because I can't listen to these people. Um, they would not be ready for us. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh, and, man. And we've got comments out here from Miles. John McEnroe can't pronounce anyone's name. That's true. I don't know. I thought they had – I thought the commentators sat down before – you know, they put the mics on and everything, and they did, like, a review of the names. Because yeah. I've heard no. them talk about that before. No, I don't John know if John McEnroe just, yeah, he if he doesn't attend those sessions or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, just horrible. And the whole Brad Gilbert thing about he's only good for making up nicknames, you know what? Even that has run thin for me yeah. with him. Um, I just, I, I am fully behind <laughs> the Tennis Channel commentators. <laughs> Now, uh, and Chris Everett, you know, it, it's so funny because everyone that we talk to in the industry now, nobody has a bad thing to say about Chris Everett. They just say she's the nicest woman. She's so friendly. She's so genuine and all that. But she just gets crucified on Twitter about <laughs> different things she says. And I feel bad because it's like she feels obligated to like respond to everybody and she's mm. apologizing and all that. I don't know, Chris, you're a legend. Don't apologize. If you want to be a, if you're a state commentator, you're a state commentator. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I mean, you're still a legend as it relates to the sport of tennis. So don't worry about them. Yeah, that's true. But you've actually, it feels like to me, like you've maybe uh, turned a corner even with Chris Everett as well. Because there's just so many other people sorrier than her. <laughs> You, you, right, you know, you right. know, like they say, you know, like they say, like if uh, if a bear is chasing you, you don't have to be fast. You just have to be faster than somebody else. That's right. That's you right. know, that's the way <laughs> I look at Chris. I mean, Chris, I, I don't know that she would make the squad on the tennis channel, but no, not at the, all. But for the ESPN squad, she's kind of a <laughs> yeah. superstar over there. She 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 kind of is. I mean, it's kind of rotating. I have to be I'm with you, Bryce. I have to say that there were a couple of times that when Johnny was was going about his I just fast forwarded. I was just like, let me just get to the points so that I don't have to hear him. Um, and this was when I was not watching it live. I was watching the guy, you know, recorded. But, yeah, it just seems like their quality has definitely taken a hit. Um, and, you know, and and let me just be clear. I'm 50, so I can say this. Um, <laughs> they need to get some young folk because everybody right. is looking like they're aging real strong. And right. I'm like, yo, y'all right. looking like y'all, y'all looking like this pandemic that mess with y'all a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And, um, and, and so here's the good news, right? The Tennis Channel now has the rights for all coverage of ATP and WTA tournaments in the United States. Now, that, that doesn't include the ITF tournaments, which are the four big ones, uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the majors. But for 90% of the tennis you'll be watching this year, 
it'll be on the tennis channel. So that's, that's the good news there. So I just, um, you know, just once again, looking at some of the comments we have out there, they're, they're shouting, yes, some new blood, um, you know, give me Chanda, Lindsay, and Courier any day. That's my triple threat right there. Right. You. you know, so I'm I'm glad that other people are feeling the way we feel. So I, I, I'm sorry for not starting the show off with true tennis talk, but <laughs> I had been holding that on my chest for a little bit. And I was like, I, I, I gotta I gotta get this off. Right. You had that one in your spirit, bro. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so let, let's let's start with some of the uh, the champions. So, yeah. um, be, and we're going to work our way up. So, first of all, we wanted, and we, if you didn't attend our morning updates, we every morning at eight o'clock a.m. Pacific time, we were out here on locker room talking about the the matches of the day. So. Uh, for those of you that came out every day, some of this will be a little bit of a repeat, but we did want to acknowledge, um, you know, all the people that won. And for example, now, you know, what's interesting. I'm, I'm out here looking at the men's. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the, the wrong area. So let's start with the mixed doubles. Okay. And yep. for the mixed doubles, the winners were Rajiv Ram. Uh, yep. American, your boy, Isaac. My boy, yep. And uh, Krajikova, they were the number six seeds. They beat in the finals the wild card team of the Australians, uh, Matt Ebden and uh, Samantha Stoser, 6'1", six, 6'4". Six, did you see any of that match, Isaac? I did, yeah. I watched the entire thing. In, in truth, Bryce, um, I didn't watch a lot of the mixed doubles. I don't know that they – I don't believe that they really telecasted unless you had uh, uh, TC Plus. And besides, I have Plus. work. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, that, that final to me, bro, was very – I was asking myself, hmm, how did Sam Stoser and Ebden actually make the final? Um, it, it, I, they just, in my opinion, it just seemed like they were outclassed a bit by Ram and Krajikova. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce their last name, uh-huh, but I, right. I, they just played a great match. They really, really played a really great match. Um, I just feel like the, you know, they did the necessary things. Krajikova's serve was a little bit suspect if, if I have to be honest with you, but uh-huh. Stoser and, um, and Ebden just didn't, they couldn't take advantage of it. And in, in that particular, um, final rom played extremely well he's he backed up his his partner strong um so he really did a great job uh in that final it was it was it was really a good mixed doubles final to be honest with you but you could just tell that um they were outclassed a little bit uh sam stoser and and ebden and and that was a great story for the locals to have you know australians in the final but you know how they got there the the top seeds of uh and Mektich, they lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. So when they lost in the first round and Stoser and Ebden in the second round were able to take out the number eight seeds, uh, Stefani and Suarez, they basically had the path of yep. the number one seed. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, it benefited them very, very much. <laughs> yeah. So that's how they got there. And uh, so anyway, Congratulations to Ram. Congratulations to uh, what's her name again? Krajikova. Uh, Krajikova. There you go. Um, 
I should remember her name because she was also in the semifinals of the the women's uh, doubles, which is mm-hmm. what we'll move to next. Perfect. Um, we had uh, in the finals, we had the number two seed versus the number three seed, and the number two seeds won. And the number two seeds were Elise Mertens and uh, Sabalenka. Yes. And they beat uh, Krajcikova and Siniakova. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat them pretty straightforward, six two, six three. Yeah, the, to be clear, uh, Mertens and Sabalenka, that, that's that's a mean doubles pairing right there. I mean, they got out there, and with Sabalenka and all her confidence and the fact that they were fast courts and she could blast away, and I know that most times in doubles, blasting away doesn't really you know pay much dividends, but in this case, it, it really did. I feel like they played such a solid match, man. I was so happy for them. I like that team of Mertens and uh and um, and Sabalenka to me again, Siniakova, who I, I've kind of low key have been following her, mm-hmm. and I still do not feel like she is living up to her potential. I feel like she suffers from nerves a bit. There were some double faults she threw in there. She and did, bad, yeah. just bad. I just I think didn't she throw like three of them in a row or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. I was like, baby girl, you can't no no <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't do that in the Grand Slam final and expect to win. That's not that's not gonna work. So. She just needs to kind of keep building her game because I do actually like her. Um, but yeah, she definitely, in my opinion, uh, did not bring her best uh, in that in that final. But uh, yeah, kudos to Merton and Sabalenka. What were your thoughts on the match, bro? Uh, well, you know, it was just sad because it was knowing that Merton's and Sabalenka aren't playing together for the rest of this year, and um, you know, and I think it's a couple of reasons for that. Yeah. Uh, number one, Sabalenka came out and said that. She wanted to put, you know, greater focus on her singles, which mm-hmm. her singles game is popping right now. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so we definitely understand that. And actually, Mertens is doing really well. <laughs> quietly. Yeah, both of them. So and, and singles, uh, but also a lot of players are starting to play with people for, from their country right. uh, in preparation for the Olympics. So, um, you know, Sabalenka and Mertens are, you know, from two different countries, so they wouldn't be able to play together in the Olympics anyway. Mm-hmm. You think there's a chance for Sabalenka and Azarenka to team up? I, I would hope so. I would think that I, would be a really good team. I, I don't I don't know right? who else, you know, from Belarus is popping it like that in, <laughs> um, in doubles, but I would think that would be at least what – I mean – if you have the opportunity to put in two doubles teams, that would be at least mm-hmm. one of them, right? It, yeah, you would think so. I mean, yeah, I, I hope that happens. To be very honest with you, right? So, um, so anyway, congratulations to them. Uh, they got some Grand Slam hardware, and that was good to see. Yes, uh, we'll move up to the men doubles, where we had an upset in the finals. We had the number nine seed Dodich and Pavlosek. They took out your boy, Rajiv Ram, and mm-hmm. uh, Joe Salisbury, uh, the number five seed, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Did you watch that match? Absolutely, brother. And, and okay, so just speaking on this, I like <laughs> all four of those guys that were on that court. I, I, <laughs> I like all of them. Rajiv Ram, like I said, I just, I just like Rajiv. I like him. He's just smooth, and he has a lot of greatness to his game. I really like that. I like Salisbury because he's just – he's just he, it's similar to Ram. He's just smooth. His game is very smooth. You know, he's a very, you know, clean cut. So he just I, – I like his game. It just really – 
it, yeah, I, I like his game a lot. And then on the flip side, I have always been an Ivan Doty fan. That I've, I followed him in singles. He's just a beast. I, I enjoy watching him, especially on the doubles court. And, and, and he brought that same fire. And I don't know if you heard that whole story about Polisek, but I, I, you know, when he jumped back on tour, that was the whole, you know, where he was basically, you know, uh, he stepped off the tour and was basically coaching at a, at a, you know, a tennis club. And he ended up hooking up with Mike uh, Bryan. And Mike was like, dude, your game is popping. Why are you not back out on the tour? And so he, he basically stepped up and, and got back out on tour and look at him now. He got his first Grand Slam title. He, he wanted that. And you could tell. That that dude was on fire. Talk about an MVP or who was the best player on the court that day. Polisek played some ball, B. He really? Ball. Yeah. It well, was, I, it, yeah. Well, I had noticed in the semifinals they took out the number two seed, the team I like, uh, Metkic and uh, Pavic. Yep, yep. And uh, took them out in three sets. So, wow. Well, well, well hearing his backstory, that's, that's good to hear that he was able to walk away with some hardware. Right. And it was Dodic's second. So it's not like he had many either. So it was his second grandson title and uh, and Polisek's first. So I was really happy for them. I thought that was that was very cool. And like I said, they earned it, man. If you they, they were putting in some serves and returns that were just silly. They were they were silly. It was really a good, good a good, uh, good, rightly contested match, I say. And I didn't watch that match, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of salty. I, I missed that, but I'll I'll have to pay closer attention to the doubles of when the French rolls around. Absolutely. So, okay. Now that was the whole buildup, right? Yes. Let's, let's, let's get to the two main <laughs> events, right? The, the men's and the women's singles. And, and we're, we'll start our last episode. We brought people up to the quarterfinals. So let's pick it up at the quarterfinals for the women, uh, mm-hmm. where we had um, Barty versus Mokova. We had Jen Brady versus uh, Jessica Pagula, her her mm-hmm. good friend. We had uh, Naomi Osaka versus Shea Sway, and we had Serena Williams versus Simona Halep. So, um, Isaac, let's, let's 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 start from the top. So, uh, Makova was able to get the three set win over Barty for her what third comeback win of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I mean, Mahova just was not trying to lose. She was just like, look, don't count me out till the fat lady is singing and I don't hear nothing in the background. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She, she, was, she, was, she was grinding, man, and, and, and kudos to her. I mean, and quietly, she almost did it again and was almost up in, up, up, up in the final. Because, right. <laughs> let's be clear, Jim Brady was very lucky to get out of that, uh, that third game uh, or that third set. Uh, when she was serving up five four, because it went to a bunch of deuces, and Muhova had chances, so she almost pulled yet another upset. But uh, yeah, man, she got a Bombardi, and which is it, again, I still don't understand that match. If I'm being honest with you, Bryce, because Bardi came out looking good mm-hmm. and playing so well in that first set, and it just seemed like Muhova, you know, she had to. I guess she had some breathing issues or something was going on. Yeah, and the and, heat, and, the heat, yes, um. And I tell you what, she came back and it was just like Barty, that little break. And it's so it's so weird to me that little things can cause such a disruption. But, yeah, man, she was not the same player. 
when when they when they came back in that second set, and Muhova took advantage of that. I mean, right. what, what were your thoughts on that? Bro? Well, and the media tried to get Barty to to say something salacious regarding you know was that gamesmanship or or whatever, right. and Barty wouldn't. Barty was like, look. What she did was well within her rights. I've taken mm-hmm. breaks like that before. And for me as a player, that should not change the result of the match. So props to Barty for, right. you know, owning up to that. But, you know, they called Mahova, you know, kind of like a little copycat game of Ash Barty. But she showed that maybe Barty's a copycat <laughs> of Mahova. I don't know. Well, until she wins a Grand Slam, I'll go the other way. Barty <laughs> <laughs> be like, did not, did, yeah, don't clown my hardware now. <laughs> so then. But I agree you, with you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. No, no, no. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. No, I was like, I completely agree with you. I think that Muhova is is a Barty, up uh, up and coming Barty, because she has a lot of great variety. She's not afraid of the net. I like those components. Definitely like that. Right. Yeah. And so, as you alluded, she met Jen Brady, who took out her good friend Jessica Pagula in a third set match. And it was funny, because Brady lost that first set 6-4, and you would kind of tell that Brady hadn't really settled into the match yet, and Pagula was just being <clears throat> nice and steady and all that. And then Brady was like, oh, hold up. Is this a quarterfinals? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me take you by the bakery real quick. And she <laughs> served her up a whole biscuit and a breadstick and called it a day. Called it a day, bro. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, Brady was the seed. She was. She was uh, seated twenty second. Pagula yeah. had, you know, the the wonderful upset um, earlier in the tournament when she took out. Uh, who did she take out early? Early in the first round, she took out. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank, and I'm not looking at the draw. Um, I'm looking at it now. Uh, it wasn't. Stoser. Oh, she took out Azarenka. She took out Azarenka. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, that's so she took out Azarenka, then Sam Stoser, um, then uh, Milanovic. She she gave her a whole biscuit and a breadstick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she took out Svetlina, which was um, oh, that's a good right. win. I had actually picked Svetlina to win that match. And and then, you know, she lost to Jen Brady. But uh, look, I know she's not disappointed in her performance at all. Uh, she had never made it to the quarterfinals of a major before. So she right. got her a nice bag. Absolutely. Um, and then if we if we jump down to the bottom half, look, Naomi Osaka was not trying to have none of Shea Sway. <laughs> she was take take you, your broken strings, and your all that. Uh, and she gave her two whole biscuits to send her on her way. <laughs> yeah, she did. <clears throat> Talk about a statement match, bro. She got out there and was like, nah, sister, I ain't scared of you today. Uh, I got plans. And uh, I see who's on the horizon, and I can't be playing around messing. I can't be running around the court wasting <laughs> right. my energy on you. I got I to gotta save it up for that special one in that semi. Yeah, and, and you know, that that was just a very workmanlike performance. And that, you know, that was great. Yeah, um, it was. And then at the bottom, we had the Queen. And this was probably the most anticipated matchup of the quarterfinals because it was Serena versus Halep. And and we all knew that Halep had given those two hoe biscuits to Serena in that Wimbledon final. 
Yep. Uh, it was time for a little payback, and Serena did do that with a 6-3, 6-3 win over Simona. Yeah, I mean, it was a great performance. She looked so good in that match, as well as, again, the match before where she had to battle battle Sabalenka. Uh, just, yeah, she, she looked... She looked old school Serena, and it was it was great to see. And so then that takes us to the semifinals where mm-hmm. Jen Brady um, went up against Muhova, and like you said, Muhova almost, almost pulled off another comeback, but Jen Brady was like, hold up, wait a minute, no. <laughs> hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah, I was like, no, no, not on my watch. Not on my watch, sister, not today. And she fought through it. I mean, it was it was a tense uh last uh game of that match, but uh but kudos to Jim Brady, man. She she did the thing and, and uh just yeah, yeah, very happy for her. Very happy. And what a great stepping stone to make the semis of the US Open and then make the finals of the Australian Open. Come on now. Right. And here was something that I hadn't recognized, that out of these four semifinalists, Mahova, mm-hmm. Brady, Osaka, and Serena, three of them, Brady, Osaka, and Serena, were the semifinalists at the U.S. Open. So not wild? We, yeah, so we're not used to seeing on the women's side of things kind of consistency like that in results. Um, it's always kind of like a different bunch of people with maybe Osaka or Serena still in the mix. So uh, definitely props to Jen Brady uh, for that. But um, Naomi Osaka was like, Serena, I, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to get a hold of you in the U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> come here. Like, but yeah. I got you exactly. Come here. I got you now. <laughs> right. I must admit, I was a little disappointed in this match because, you know, before the tournament started, I was all about, I think Osaka's going to win. I think Osaka's going to win. And then we started seeing how good Serena looked. Right. And so I got a little sentimental and I said, okay, I'm backing Serena mm-hmm. for, for the tournament. And I really thought she was going to do it. But, I mean... You know, she she did not play as well, uh, number one. And Naomi Osaka absolutely stepped up to the challenge. Right. I mean, yeah. I, you, you, you said it right there, bro. I mean, she stepped up after that really, really uh, nervous first game that she played and where she got broke. And, you know, you're looking at it like, all right, here comes Queen Serena. She's about to take advantage. Right. And she held and it was like, you know, it looked like she she was really going to be off to the races. And I really feel like she she had a couple opportunities there that she let slip by her. And it changed, in my opinion, the match entirely, because I feel like has she gotten a hold? Has she put, you know, put the foot on the neck, if you will, early mm-hmm. on for yep. Naomi? I don't know that she could have been, been as calm as she was to get back in it. Has she gotten Correct. that extra break? Um, right. You know, and 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 when she didn't, Naomi was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I'm supposed to be Serena 2.0. Why am I letting her get up on me like this? Right. And she just she started going after her shots, and they started falling. And and I, I really felt like Serena needed to win that first set. Yeah, Serena wins sure. that first set. You're not exactly sure how that changes the dynamics for the rest of the match. I mean, you know, we know Naomi would still stay in there, and she would fight and all oh, yeah. that. And I would probably even give her the edge to win the second set. But mm-hmm. we know Serena in third in third sets. And um just 
Yeah, that was that was disappointing. And the thing yeah. that annoyed me with the media is they immediately start trying to look for things to indicate that Serena was going to retire or that she was done or the way she clutched her chest as she was walking out the stadium and, and all that. And <laughs> right. It was like, well, you guys just stop it. I mean, Serena ain't going nowhere right now. And this... Was it a disappointing result? Absolutely. Was it a horrible result? No, she made the semifinals of a major. And, exactly. Um, exactly. So she's still right there in the mix of things. And she lost mm-hmm. to probably the person who is the best hardcore player in the world right now. Correct. Correct. And and, and I, I tell you one thing, though, Bryce, that I, I will say that I was a little bit disappointed in is I, I kind of wish that in that match, Serena had started taking a few more risks and really mm-hmm. going for her shots. Because I feel like even in that second set, she was content to get the ball back to Naomi. Whereas Naomi was like looking for, how can I hit a winner? How can I go for this shot? Right. She was going for the down the lines. If she saw space, she was going to take it. And she did that to me. And I don't feel like Serena responded fast enough. And I feel like she was a little bit too content to react versus being what we've seen before, you know, in the past with Serena is she is the one that's always dominating. Now, now mind you, it, maybe it's because Naomi just wouldn't let her do it based on, you know, her shots and her serves. And cause she was, she was throwing some heaviness at Serena, but right. I just wish that there were times cause I felt like she could have pulled the trigger a couple of times and she didn't. And it was like, you know, just getting it back into play with a hot Naomi Osaka is not going to get it done because Naomi no. was fine. She was finding her spots. She was just like, okay, if you won't give it to me like this, I'm going I'm to I'm hit it here. I'm going to hit it there. And she just started racking up the winners and her confidence went up. And, you know, it, it was, it was to me, I just really wish she had gone, you know, and just got aggressive with her and just say, hey, if, if you know, if balls start flying, then balls start flying. But at least I'm going out, you know, aggressive. Right. And I see Aaron in the comments saying, you know, Serena just doesn't play the big points well late in tournaments and there were just too many missed opportunities. So, and I think, I think um, Serena acknowledged that basically at the end. And, you know, that was unfortunate, but Hey, I think most people kind of were calling that semifinal almost kind of like the final, no disrespect to the top, but Right. The moment that the draw came out, we knew that that bottom half was loaded. Mm-hmm. And whoever came out of that bottom half was going to be a heavy favorite in the finals. And that's exactly what we had. Right. With Naomi Osaka versus Jen Brady. And, you know, once again, props to Jen Brady. Uh, American showing up like that, making it to the finals. Her best result in a major. And we expect to see more of her. But we just knew that she was she was playing somebody that was just a little bit better than her in every aspect of the game. Right. And, and most particularly the backhand. And Mm -hmm. so you saw Osaka just pepper that backhand and, you know, it, you know, Brady was just a little overwhelmed with that. Yeah. She's got a really, really nice backhand, but it is, it's definitely does not, you know, it's not her forehand. Jim Brady's game is all about that forehand. She's got a great serve. Her backhand is is a good backhand, but it's not a great backhand. And I think that's where Naomi was like, yep, that's what I'm picking on today. And that's right. really what she did. And and she played a, she played a great match. I mean, she she deserved to win that Australian Open. Man, she got four Grand Slam. T- that is amazing to me. And count. She has already. 
Yeah, she has already tied Kim Kleisters with four, mm-hmm. and she's just yep. one short already of Maria Sharapova. That's right. That's right. So, um, so she's uh, she's on to a good good start. And once again, I just want to remind our listeners: if you've been listening to Isaac and I, we were like. 2021 is going to be a big year for Naomi Osaka. Mm-hmm. And this is how you start a big year off. That's by right. Winning the Australian <laughs> Open. That's how you do it. <laughs> so congratulations to her. Yes. So, all right. So let's move it to the final event. The men's singles. Yes. And uh, we'll take this back to the quarterfinals where we had some really good matchups in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Djokovic, who was dealing with an injury um, <laughs> against uh, Alexander Zare. Yes. You had Dimitrov, who had a real injury, who was playing <laughs> against uh, <laughs> Russian qualifier Karatsev. Yes. We had the Battle of the Russians with Medvedev and Rublev. Mm-hmm. And then we had Tsitsipas playing Rafael Nadal. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with injured Djokovic um, against <laughs> uh, Alexander Zverev. So Zverev stepped out there, got the first set in the tiebreaker, but then Djokovic kind of just became Djokovic. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he was just kind of like, wait, 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 wait. This this Sasha's bear. Everybody be climbing up on Sasha's bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to go out on my favorite Grand Slam to you. <laughs> you better you better you better think again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was not trying to lose to Sasha. I felt like that was really a, a, a really good match for Novak because again you had the thing with Fritz, and then he, you know, played Raonic and, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I, I feel like at that point, you know, he, he was, in my opinion, back to back to normal. You didn't see him grimacing or doing anything, no. anything, you know, at all. Uh, he was just playing. And he was he was like, yeah, I'm about to school me a yo- another youngin. And that's right. exactly what he did. Hey, that he did. Yeah. Now, in the next quarterfinal match, we had Dimitrov against Karatsev. Once again, the Russian surprise Russian qualifier who patting ourselves on the back again. If you listen to <laughs> Brothers on Tennis, we told y'all about him many months ago. Um, but Dimitrov, who had a real injury, gave uh, Karatsev uh, a whole biscuit in the first set, but then really could not handle the the lower back issues that he apparently had going into the match uh, and did his best Venus Williams imitation and decided to stay <laughs> out there right. to finish the match, but was really no competition, losing four, six, four, breadstick and whole biscuit uh, to uh, Karatsev. So what were your thoughts on that match? Yeah, I mean, you know, c- coming out the gates, not knowing that he was having that back issue, I was like, ooh, Dimitrov about to put them bangs on Karatsev. I was, you know, <laughs> he was playing like that. And boy, that that back locked up. <laughs> and it was done. It was that done. That back was like, mm-mm, it was done. That, they called him Baby Fed for a reason. Because <laughs> Fed be having the back issues as well. So it must run in the, in that whole cycle. Because, yeah, he locked up and it was done. Karatsev was like, thank you very much, sir. I will take this win, and I will see you next time. 
Exactly. <laughs> so that that was a beautiful thing. I was really happy for Karasa. You know, sorry for Dimitrov, yeah. another for sure. opportunity. Yeah. But yeah. uh it, it was a Cinderella story that continued uh for Karatsa. Exactly. Then we had the Battle of the Russians and we, we all told y'all how this was gonna go. <laughs> Big brother was gonna beat little brother as he always does, and it was seven five six three and ended it with a whole biscuit. So yeah, that's what happened just, there? What happened well, there, Isaac? It's exactly what you said. Big brother, little brother, he wasn't ready. And fitness came into play. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, he was he was panting during the first set. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he, he was like, Lord Jesus, I ain't got no breath. And, <laughs> and, and everybody was just looking at him like, Yeah, you you don't want to play me right now, sir. You don't. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but no, Medvedev. It, I, it was exactly as you said, bro. He just he just did what he typically does, and 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 he he did it. Um, I think again, get them on clay. I will be. It will be very interesting to see if that dynamic does not change. But on a hard court, it is hard for me to see uh, uh, Rublev being able to get up on Medvedev. Right, and it was apparently yeah. hard for him to see it too. So <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Medvedev advances advances there. And yep. then in the final quarterfinal spot, we had – now, this one surprised me because mm-hmm. when Nadal stepped out there and won the first two sets, 6-3, 6-2, I don't know. I think I went and fixed my oatmeal or something. <laughs> I, you know, I, I figured that this was going to be over. <clears throat> right. And when CeCe Pass snuck out that third set tiebreaker – yeah. And then got the fourth set, and then I said, shoot, this is in a fifth set. Anything can happen here. Anything can happen. Was very, very surprised that he came back from two sets down to get the victory over um, Rafael Nadal. Oh, for sure. And, 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 and you know, Rafa made some just – he made errors that you just typically do not see from a Rafael Nadal. You do not see him missing overhead. You do not – just some of the things that happened in that third set tiebreaker, you just don't typically see. And, and, and he, he gifted, to his demise, that third set to Paz in that tiebreaker. And, and, and at that point, Paz got hyped. He was like, I, I'm the younger. I got the fresher legs. Uh, I'm, 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 hey, let's, let's do this. And, you know, I be, to be honest with you, Bryce, I was so happy for CC Paz just because of all of the mental things mm-hmm. that he has dealt with in previous Grand Slams. I feel like this is, this is that stepping stone that hopefully will allow him to, you know, to break through and do some bigger things. Cause, cause he's been strong. He's been very disappointed in Grand Slams before. Um, but with that, I will um, very uh, <laughs> un- un- unabashedly, if you will, pat myself on the back because I did call that upset. You did. Yes, I did. You did. I, I was like, CeCe Paz is going to take out Nadal again. He should not have had Nadal been playing that Thursday tiebreaker the way that we expect Nadal to play. But uh, kudos to CeCe Paz for hanging in there and for getting it done. Because what is it? I think he and who is the other person that came back from three sets? Oh, and um, uh, Italian. Um, what's my boy from Italy? Um, they're the only two to have come back from on Rafa two sets to oh, down. Oh, Fognini. Fognini. There you go. I kept actually, thinking Berrettini. Well, actually, it's three. There's two times this happened in a major. Mm-hmm. And the very first time it happened was Roger in Miami. Miami. That's yeah. right. I remember that match. Yes, yeah. sir. I remember that. So yeah, it was it was um it was very, very interesting there. Yeah. So then this takes us to the semifinals, right? Yes. So yes. 
we had uh, Novak Wolverine Djokovic um, <laughs> playing Karatsev. He wanted to show everybody his whole rehabilitation skills. Um, and was out there sliding, doing the splits, all that kind of stuff. Just yeah. truly treated Karatsev like the qualifier that he is. Um, <laughs> and beat him 6'3", 6'4", 6'2". Yeah. So it was it was doing this match that it was confirmed for me. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with Djokovic. Right. Um, and I do believe that he did injure himself in that Taylor Fritz match. But I just, it was clear to me that the injury was not as severe as they were building it up to be. And right. that it clearly was not a tear uh, because we knew he could not look like that and have a torn abdomen. Uh, abdominal uh, right. muscle. Right. So he books his way into the finals where he was 8 0. Um, so he's <laughs> sitting there waiting for the mm-hmm. results of the Medvedev CC Pass match. And, and, and how did how did that stepping stone work for CC Pass, Isaac? Ooh, it showed him work too well because he, he must have went out and celebrated after he got that Nadal victory because uh, <laughs> he sure wasn't ready for Medvedev. Medvedev was like, mm-mm, y'all. <laughs> don't get it twisted. You might have did some good things to get Rafa out of my way, but you better know I ain't going to let you go. I'm going <laughs> right. to snatch you around. Snatch you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. and we knew that there had been previous beef. Between yes. the two of them. Now, although, you know, folks are trying to say, well, you know, we think they buried the hatchet. Mm-hmm. I was looking at him on court. It wasn't no, it wasn't no hatchets buried. It wasn't no love loss, I can tell you <laughs> No, that. not at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Medvedev did what Medvedev does and booked what we thought. Yep. What we thought was the blockbuster final that we wanted to see. That's right. Medvedev, who had been the, who was the hottest player on the men's tour, who is arguably the one person that competes with Djokovic for being the top hardcore player right. on the tour, yep. he had Djokovic, somebody where this is his tournament. He's never lost in the finals, yet he's supposedly kind of somewhat injured. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we were looking for this to be a five set barn burner. And, right. um, well, <laughs> did not quite live up to, uh, what we were expecting. And, 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 and Bryce, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, and I think you and I were talking about a little bit of this as the tournament was going on. Um, for me, you know, I, again, you and I both actually picked Daniel uh, to, to, um, uh, to win this. But honestly, when, when Novak came out of that little, as you call it, injury. I, I was like, I ain't gonna go back on my pick, but who I think is gonna win this thing is Djokovic. Because anytime mm-hmm. someone has something that kind of throws them out of their, you know, you know, their path, if you will, i.e., an injury or a suspected injury or whatever you want to call it, it was something that jarred him. It was something that made him think more, made him evaluate or reevaluate what's going on. I just feel like he gained another level of focus and we already know that Djokovic is clutch. I feel like that, that on top of it made him like super focused. And I was like, he's going to probably go up in here and smack a bone on Medi. And, and, and honestly, 
I mean, well, I, I, I will say this, and I know that you I, I welcome uh, your comments as well. I feel like he went in there with the right game plan and the right mindset. And I feel like also Medvedev did not play his best tennis, nor did he react properly on the day. Give me your thoughts. Uh, yeah, a couple of things. And I, I feel about this final the way I felt about the Serena Osaka match. You know, Medvedev had an opportunity. He got down early in the first set and he brought it back and really kind of had the momentum at yep. toward the end of the first set. Medvedev wins that first set. We may be seeing a whole completely different result. True. But he didn't. Nope. And, uh, he choked. He did. And, and what I, one of the things that I've been saying for a while is that when you have these, these, these matchups where people are playing each other consistently, Medvedev had beaten Djokovic three of the last four times that they had played. And what I felt that I saw in the finals was Djokovic, who had been on the the losing end of those matchups, was the one who changed strategy and right. did something different. Yep. And Medvedev just kind of looked like, well, I've been beating him, so I'm just keep on doing what I'm I've been doing, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. And uh, Medvedev was like, surprise, surprise. Uh, we're going to do something different this time. And he, he, he took the win. I mean, yeah. he, um, I mean, when you give somebody two whole biscuits in the final, who, yes, sir. Because I feel like, I feel like Medvedev's spirit was broken after the first set. Exactly. Exactly. Cause he knew he choked it away. He knew he choked that end of that set because like you said, he had the momentum. He had gotten that break back. And like I said, I didn't like his strategy, but I thought it was at least working up to five all. And then, like I said, Djokovic got 6-5, and then he just played in a horrible game at 6-5. And he, once he got broke, he was just – it was like he was completely out of sorts after that and was just playing really – just it was not good tennis, in my opinion, not against Djokovic in the Australian Open final. Now, let me tell you what ended up rubbing me the wrong way. Go ahead. So after this final and watching this final where I'm like, he clearly – it's not suffering from any injury. I mean, his <laughs> his full Wolverine powers of kicking. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking, all right, he he got everybody. And you know, I'm not really mad at him. It was probably a little gamesmanship, right? He mm-hmm. played up the injury. He got in, you know, his opponent's head. They maybe thought he wasn't full speed. And he was like, ah, got you. Exactly. And and he used it to his advantage. And so I really wasn't mad at him. I was kind of mm-hmm. mad at his opponents for falling for the okie doke. Right. But, you know, like, okay, there you go. But this is what got me. <laughs> when after the final, he comes out and says, you know what? I really did have an abdominal muscle tear. Now I'm mad. Right. Because now he has doubled all the way down. Right. Say, everybody knows if you have an abdominal muscle tear, like for real, for real. For Right. I mean, for real, for real. The stuff <laughs> Djokovic was doing out there on the court, you just simply cannot do. No, no. So, Apparently he'd be, he'd be Wolverine and Superman because you can sort of, you can restrain a whole bunch at that point. Right. I mean, I was expecting for him to come out and say, you know what? I initially thought that was it, but thank goodness it wasn't that. And so my trainers did a good job and we were able to get. Right. No. 
I mean, so so this is what's supposed to happen, according to Djokovic. We're now supposed to look at him and be like, dang. Even with ripped up guts, Djokovic <laughs> can just still just run through everybody. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to believe right now. Oh, man. It's no. funny. No. He just keeps differentiating himself from the other two people in the big three. Right. He keeps wondering why people like Rafa and people like Roger and and he got fans, I guess. But no, he does he, have fans. Yeah, but you know why he doesn't have the same amount of love? Well, first of all, Rafa and Roger wouldn't have even been talking about the injury, right? In Correct. the first place. But secondly, even if they did come through and win with it, they wouldn't have come and doubled down about it at the end. Right. Right. So I right. don't know. Yeah, it, it, it a, speaks to Djokovic. It speaks. I mean, we we come on now. We 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 know that that is how Djokovic rolls. I mean, his mind is just unlike any of the other <laughs> top uh, champions of the game. Um, and and so it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Um, it's it's disappointing, like you said. You would just expect for him to, you know, just get out there and own up on it, like you said, but. That's that's not how he rolls, and and so I've I've gotten to that point where it's like okay, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me, right? <laughs> it right. doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So so let's do this, Isaac. I mean, we've kind of gone through all the draws now. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the twenty twenty one Australian Open, mm-hmm. um, anybody out there wants to come up and and give their insights on anything that happened during these two weeks in Australia. Uh, what were maybe some surprises for you? What were you excited to see? What were upsets? How do you feel about Djokovic and his injury? Um, <laughs> you know, where people like Berrettini and Dimitrov, they couldn't even play. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a tear. <laughs> right. But he had a tear. He out here stretching and digging out balls and, you know, all that. I'm going to leave that in there. I love um, it. So, oh, um, is there anyone out there that wants to come up and, and add their two cents to the what I what I will say as people are coming up and I'll just make this my last comment. Um, you will not see me picking anybody outside of the big three <laughs> to right. win Grand Slams for the rest of 2021. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. I done stepped out there a few times and been like, oh, the young ones are ready. They not ready. So Rafa is going to be my pick for French. French, right. Uh, Roger and or Djokovic, depending on who's <laughs> in the right form, will be my pick for Wimbledon. And right. Djokovic will likely be my pick for the U.S. Open. So I'm just going to let y'all know early who Isaac's pick is going to be. I don't care what the draw look like. I don't even, it don't even matter to me. That's right. what my picks are going to look like. So anyway, right. there you have it. <laughs> and, and you know what? And I'm feeling more and more strongly about my thought of... <sighs> Not dividing this, you know, who's the GOAT out of these three. I mean, I think the real amazing piece is the big three era, all three of them. They all share. Because, look, they haven't all been on top during this whole period, you know, in times that Djokovic was losing to everybody. You know, Rafa and Roger were holding it down. Mm Roger's knees and back weren't acting right. No back end. Rafael was holding it down. And when Nadal had his injuries on the hard court and all that, you know, no back end. Roger were holding it down. So Mm -hmm. I say collectively, those three is the greatest era of men's tennis ever or or dominance of three players. It's just ridiculous. 
Yeah. It's it's uh, insane. It's it's literally insane. And and Djokovic, I you know, and like I said, I know he's get said a bunch of things, but he also kind of put that out there as well. Uh, was right before the match was he was like, yo, um, you know, we ain't going nowhere. You know, until y'all prove when y'all youngins prove that you can get us, we ain't going nowhere. So we're gonna represent and we're gonna keep it on lock. And that's basically what he did. And yep. that's why for me, I was like, yep, I'm not until someone proves it until someone actually pulls the upset. I'm sorry. I will be, I will be a big three down. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. And they got to prove it. Right. Because remember the, the very small knock on teams win is that he didn't have to beat anybody in the big three. Correct. I mean, since Djokovic took himself out the tournament. Right, he um, did, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's really on him. But, right. you know, people may look at team and say, hey, you didn't have to beat one of the big three to win your title. And quietly, you had to come back from two sets down to beat Zero. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, man, until someone actually does it, no. Big three will be my pick for all those Grand Slams going forward. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're going to do is we're going to get ready and wrap this show up because we want to jump over to our after show on Instagram Live. Right. Um, just as a teaser, uh, we're going to be talking the Olympics over there <laughs> on IG tonight. And we got a whole bunch of surprising data about the Olympics. So, um, if you want to join in and hear that conversation, please join us on Instagram Live here in about ten minutes. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be good. Um, also, a reminder: if you're listening to this as a podcast, we have recorded this on the locker room application. It is your spot to come listen and to engage and talk about sports uh, with your fellow sports fans. Um, you know, one of the things that we've enjoyed during, like I said, this two weeks of the Australian Open is that we had this morning daily update show where we talked about the day's results. And uh, it was always a spirited conversation. We had different people coming up every day, and we really enjoyed that. And we look to continue doing that on Locker Room for the rest of the majors uh, this year. So um, definitely look forward to that. So, anyway, thanks all. Great Australian Open. Congratulations again to uh, Djokovic and to Osaka. And we're going to go ahead and sign off and head over to Instagram. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Monday. This has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>